three, two, one, sink. Sink. Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week I'm joined by Ham. The only, the one and only. <laughs> and your host, Hamish. Uh, so the Ham Sandwich attack uh, tonight, 40 and Birdie are out. Obviously, uh, New South Wales versus Queensland got to them. Um, and they've left their beloved Paramount Eagles behind. Yeah, there are. Uh, I think there might be um, visiting the bathroom before they watch uh, Mitchell Moses' uh, masterclass tonight. A parting of the maroon suits. Yeah, get get the Kleenex ready. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's that sort of pod. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, speaking of getting the Kleenexes ready, uh, Saturday night, thirty-four to uh, the Eels to the four to the Manly Warringah Seagulls. If I can speak, uh, six tries to the Eels to the one to Manly, and the try scorers were Ogden, Bailey Simonson with a double, Gutherson, Hopgood, and uh, Makatoa in the, his first try in the NRL. Uh, Gutherson, five from six off the boot, and then a sin bin each, but off of here, Ogden's coming in that last final um, minute. And before we get into some of the stats, what were your initial thoughts? Um, we just completely outclassed Manly. Like, not even outclassed, we just, we turned up with heart, we turned up determined. It was a complete opposite of the first time that we played them. Like, first time we played them, we had pretty much a full contingent, except, you know, I think Laney was out and a few others, but we played soft. We were looking for the cheap ball. We were looking for this, this and that. Whereas this one, we went up the middle. We went up the guts, except for that uh, early Mattison kick where he grubbed. After that, he just tucked the ball under the arm, played like a back rower playing in the halves, which was exactly what we needed. Um, it also helped a lot that Manly were... That was probably one of the worst performances I think I've ever seen from a team that was the backs couldn't catch a bomb they were terrible um the forwards just rolled over i think they only had uh one forward make over 100 meters like that's you know west tigers when aaron woods was playing for him that's the sort of pack that they had yeah you're not wrong that um that manly contingent that was probably one of the worst games of football i've seen them put up and that's coming off the back of that massive win over the the Dolphins, and I know they've made excuses, oh, we're missing out one of our seven, but, you know, the Eels were missing a fair few players as well. Uh, June's out, um, Mitch Moses also out on um, origin duty, and then you just look at a couple that are unavailable uh, due to injury, you know, Hodgson, our starting number nine's out, uh, missing Laney, missing a couple others. Yeah, exactly, and, you know, I don't think it was down to the halves. I think Manly could, you know, Obviously, it does become a different game if Cherry Evans and Trevojevic are playing. But it, we didn't we didn't beat him with through backline plays. We beat him straight up the middle, straight up the guts, and then and then we used our backline and Bailey Simonson. Like you know, I, I'm not. I've, I've started to watch more games again because this year it's a bit more interesting. But like we have to have the best informed centre pairing at the moment. Those like Penasini could be playing Origin and. Uh, Simonson, you know, putting himself up for Kiwi selection, I reckon. Yeah, he certainly revolutionised his game as soon as he's been put from wing to, to his preferred uh, centre position. Um, all right, let's go through some of the stats first. So 62% possession at the end of the night with an extra 12 minutes with the ball, completing at almost 80% to Manly 66%. 216 runs, we outgained them by 800 metres, an extra 200 post-contact metres, six tackle line breaks to four, 42 tackle breaks to 12. Uh, 
average set distance of 10 metres better than Manly. Uh, play the ball speed, still very slow, almost four seconds to uh, Manly's 3.5. It's crazy uh, how that works out, isn't it, where uh, we completely dominate in every aspect of the game except play the ball speed. Incredible. Well, I don't understand there, it. There was certainly the average there would have been um, put up after Weeks got Sinbin because I think just in that next set alone, um, you know, there were some cynical ones. Yeah, it was a direct two after that uh, tackle where they just... I, th- I think it was Kepis. It was definitely... Well, he's the only blonde forward that they have uh, in the starting pack, and he just kept putting his hand on the ball, on the play the ball. And I was like... It was like he was willing the referee to give away six again. He just wouldn't do it because, you know, we know that as soon as a player's in the sin bin, you can't blow a penalty against the team uh, down a player. Effective tackle percentage, we're up at almost 93% to the uh, Seagulls, 84%, uh, only missing 12 tackles on the night and nine ineffective to Manly's 42 missed, 25 ineffective. Uh, Manly having 14 errors to our 12, six penalties conceded each. One to four ruck infringements, one to one uh, inside 10 metres, and then a sin bin each, only using seven interchanges there, given that we had so much ball, the forwards are pretty fresh. Um, so again, um, our starting hooker uh, is out, but Brendan Hands, I think that's probably his best grade, uh, game in first grade. Yeah, well, you know, as you pointed out, we had 62% of the ball, I think... Um if you know you play that touches the ball the most and you've got most of the ball, you've probably got to look the best he's ever been. You know, it's it, you have to judge a player based on what you see in front of him, and that's he's playing really well. But um, yeah, the past two games where he has had to play eighty minutes, it's sort of is it, is a bit of fool's gold where uh, because we played the Bulldogs, we you know when he had I think it was fifty two percent against the Dogs, but. You know, it, it was the Moses and Gutho show, so all hands had to do was get it out to uh, Mitchell Moses. In this game, um, you got 62%. Um, you know, it's sort of, is it that he's doing very well, but I'll, I think I'll reserve judgment uh, on his long-term, um, his long-term prospects. You know, when you know you don't want to lose to 38% possession. You don't want that, but. You know, when the cards are a bit down and he's playing 80 minutes each week, it would be interesting to see how it goes. But, you know, like nine, ten games in first grade now? I think we counted ten last week, so he's up to 11. 11. You know, to do 11, um, I think he and Hopgood goes to show um, young guys coming through, uh, stick with your reserve grade team. You might be on peanuts. You, you, you'll, get, you'll get smashed at training. And there'll be little time to show between the ages of 21, say 22. But if you keep plugging at it and you keep going, you'll be much better for it because you see guns come out of SG ball, Jersey flag, um, and the Queensland equivalent where they come in boom youngsters as 18, 19-year-olds and they have a fantastic six months or even a fantastic year and then just sort of plateaus. Whereas these guys, I think... um, they will hit a plateau, but it's a, I, I think they've probably find it a lot easier having had so many reserve grade games under their belt than if they'd come straight out of Jersey Flick or even just one season of reserve grade. Are you talking about a certain Joshua Schuster there? Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> not, to, not to name names or point sausage fingers. Uh, <laughs> but I have to say, um, what really... Uh, 
spotted me up for Brendan Hands this week was just his backing up. He was always there for the offload. And when they did get the offload, he was taking that extra 10 metres straight back through the ruck, um, spotting when to run, when to pass. I, I thought his um, yeah, pass and run selection had been fantastic. And, um, you know, I guess just that, um, yeah, really that pass run selection and just the backing up. Um, I thought he really stood up, especially without Moses there. Um, another two that really stood up, uh, Ryan Madison, he tried that first kick in the first five minutes and then thereafter realised he's just a running 5-8 these days. <laughs> um, but Dejan Arce, again, he really impressed. And uh, he'll uh, get the call up as well uh, when we get to some news. Um, so he's being rewarded for, for his persistence in reserve grade. Uh, Reg, massive. Ogden, massive. Uh, sorry, and then even the bench coming on. So Makatoa, uh, that last uh, heads-up play there from uh, Megasivo to uh, Makatoa. Are we calling it the uh, the double Mac with fries? I think so, yes. <laughs> uh, who's seen that before? We go kicking to a front rower. Yeah, and the front rower calling for it. <laughs> and it was just the backspin on it. Even if he didn't catch it on the full, it was going to bounce back into his hands for sure. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of razzle-dazzle there at the end. But, um, yeah, no, I thought a uh, bit of a shame we didn't run up more of a score. I thought uh, th- there was certainly potential there to do that from half-time up to the 60-minute mark. Well, um, But having do, said that, uh, do we go into it? tries. <laughs> <laughs> there was the potential to be 50 there uh, if the bunker hadn't intervened uh, so often. Well, look, I, I think they got the I think they got the Mike Acevo... Uh, knock on correct after watching it yep. probably 10 times. Yeah, that's definitely right. You know, I think their justification for it is incorrect. Uh, the ball rotating forward can still go backwards. Uh, rotation has nothing to do with uh, proje- uh, projection. Yeah. Um, the Cartwright one was completely wrong. He lo- he offloads it back or loses it backwards and the Manly players wrapping around. Uh, so that one was wrong. Uh, what's another one? Sivo knocked on. Uh, when he went to pick up the ball rather than just putting it down. Uh, what was else? Oh, Bailey Simonson. One. The Bailey Simonson one, where was the obstruction? Um, uh, what are you look, asking? I, yeah, you're asking players to go through the line. He goes through the line, and then Jake Arthur tries to push across where he's moving through the line. And the like, thing, you know, I, if they're, if they're going to call it black and white, I'm happy for them to call it black and white. I just want to know which way they're going. But if they're... If they're Basing it on whether the try would have been stopped, Jake Arthur doesn't make it, and he's trying to make a one-on-one tackle on 110 kilo Fiji and half a meter out. He's not stopping the try, but I can see how an obstruction happens. Oh, and the Offahiki Ogden one, like ah, oh, that was very clearly a try. Yeah, um, I guess. Unfortunate for the Eels because uh, it could have been a much bigger scoreline, but I guess at the end of the day, if you're going to be putting on 30 points and winning by 30 points, uh, you can't complain as much. Hopefully we get a couple of those calls go our way in a tight contest coming up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's, it's, we put ourselves in a position where those calls didn't matter, which is very good to see. Yep, exactly what you want. All right, well, I think we've shouted out everybody. Um, oh, I just I just want to shout out uh, Bailey Simonson again. Um, these past four wins, he's averaged 188 meters for these past four games. In that's I can't wrap him enough. It's it's been it's been an incredible uh, turn of form. It's unbelievable. 
you know, we knew that he was going to be good in the centres last at the back end of last year, and um, seeing him on the wing was a bit of a sour note to start the year. But I, I, did, I didn't know what we had in Bailey Simonson at centre. I don't, I, you know, I don't think anybody did because the coaching staff would have put him at centre before um, if they knew what they had. I, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's not much more you can say. He's just going from strength to strength, to strength each week, and hopefully he can keep up this good form leading into the back after the half of the season. Yeah. Um, just, just thinking, you know, four weeks ago, or was it four, whenever it was, five weeks ago, we sat here staring down uh, five losses in a row because we're coming into a game against the Rabbits that none of us got, nobody gave us a chance. We didn't even give ourselves a chance. And now we're four, four from the past four, five with the bye. We were temporarily fourth after our win, and we uh, currently sit with inside the eight. And, you know, one win, all of a sudden we boost back right up to fourth again with our uh, four and against, you know. Who, who would have thought eight weeks ago we'd, or five weeks ago we'd be in this position we're in? Some, you know, huge turn of form. Well, I think the biggest part of the turn in form is defensively. Like if you just look, starting at that Rabbos game, we concede 16 points. 16 points to the Cowboys, 12 points to the Bulldogs, 4 points to Manly. And yeah, Bulldogs and Manly, uh, they're not great teams uh, in attack, uh, especially Manly when their uh, origin depleted. But that sort of stands for itself, those sorts of, um, that defensive resolve. And you're looking at the, the best teams in the comp, uh, up at Penrith, you know, they're averaging about 11, 12 uh, points in defence a game. So... That's where we need to get to, and we're certainly taking steps to get there. Absolutely. All right. Well, a team that isn't taking steps is our reserve grade side, going ten uh, down ten to forty six against Blacktown uh, Workers Sea Eagles. Um, so I guess the less said about this, uh, the better. Chris Tupu, though, getting a brace. Um, <laughs> how do you feel at the end of the game? Yeah, your team gets flogged by thirty points, but uh, you scored two tries. Yeah. Well. Good, good on Chris Tupo, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I think the the one good thing about this game is I I, I didn't watch it because uh, on the way down I was going to be a bit late and then I just saw uh, well, we scored first and I was like oh you know I might have something on here and then Manly scored three tries within ten minutes or something like that went oh no I'll go to the pub for a couple of scooies beforehand uh, but just looking at the numbers I thought uh, you know numbers alone that's all I can go on because I didn't see the game but. Uh, John Tay looked like he had a good game. Tony Matelli looked like he had a good game. Um, Jacob Davis had an all right game on his um, uh, debut, and Jock Brazel had, had an okay game uh, coming off the bench there, playing most of it. Yeah, and I guess those are sort of up and coming players. Um, if you're going to use this squad, it really needs to be promoting players that you think are going to be uh, coming through for first grade. Um, Wanga Blake, did he injure himself again? Yeah, I think it was... A, someone said a jaw, I believe it was. I think it was, But, yeah, I, I think this is the most um, Jersey flag eligible players we've had in reserve grade since, I'm going to say, 2020, when we had Arthur, Luizu, Penasini, uh, Sean Russell. I think we had those four in there. So, um, yeah, good to see some young forwards making that step up from Jersey Fleet. And it, it is a big step up. And um, unfortunately, they are being surrounded by uh, Ron Massey Cup-level players. But hopefully, uh, with 
players coming back from injury and suspension, we keep those Jersey Fleet guys up because they've shown that they're uh, New South Wales Cup ready, they're reserve grade ready, and we keep those players up there and put them with first graders, and then that's when they'll learn how to be first graders. Yeah, I think you need your, like your one six seven there, especially to provide some direction in reserve grade. And Sydney, whilst you know he can play centre and wing, uh, he's not really a fullback. And uh, the two players that we've got in the halves, you know, Rankins on the the back end of his career, and Dan Kier, um, you know, second row playing. Exactly. Well, he's no Ryan Madison. We'll just say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, right, and then. Uh, over to the flag, which saw the Eels go down 24-38 to 38 against Manly. Uh, Komalafi getting a double, and so did Richard Penasini, uh, five tries to seven. So uh, not good enough to get over the top there, but a couple of good performances. Yeah, sounds like it. I think how many? I think we had eight SG ball players in this team, we said. Yep. Something like that. So, you know, it's all a learning curve. Um, again, you know, once the sort of a I don't know it's hard to say with this team because at the end of the day this one is all about uh, developing youngsters and they always say you learn more from a loss than you do a win so they'll have learnt a lot of lessons in the past five or so weeks yeah it looks like they just got pipped through that um, period after half time is what it is. Uh, let's move on. And, and it's a bit of a shame because Manly were below them on the ladder. So, um, But now they're both on five wins. So whilst they were below them, it was only one game uh, difference. Uh, news time. Um, so first of all, uh, just reconfirming that we are the official para podcast. Uh, <laughs> with the Eels Lork GA Paradise podcast today. <laughs> it, it'll, it'll fail just like the other one because every once people type in para podcast, they get the official, they get the best one. This is the best, uncensored, unfiltered. We might not have the players on, but I tried watching that and, you know, no, no shade to Laney and Maddo and Olin Tekkers there, but look, they they don't have birdie. They don't have birdie. So exactly, we'll, and you know we're well, trying we to do it. Week. We're trying to do a job without him tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes it hard. Going, so. <laughs> um, another bit of good news. So the uh, the big signing this week uh, that is the Parramatta Eels announced their partnership. No, uh, with ATS Building Products. No, uh, the four Eels. Uh, players extended, so Hodgson continues on. Um, from what I understand, there was a mutual option there, and essentially it's just the Eagles picking up the option for next year. Uh, Dejon Arcee as well. Uh, Bailey Simonson, I understand that he also had an option, and that's us picking up the option as well. And Matt Dury, uh, who is extended to the end of 2025, the other three being extended to the end of 2024. Um so those are all good signings, we think. If even if Josh Hodgson, you know, he doesn't overcome these injuries, uh, his wealth of knowledge at the hooking position, uh, he seems to be very highly regarded in his football now, and his ability to pass that on to some of the more junior players in the team, especially Brendan Hands. Exactly right. You know, he hasn't put on the field like we thought he would have. Um, but you don't play two hundred and eighty-six games of first grade between Super League and. NRL if you don't know much and aren't a good player so uh, you know 34 coming off a, uh, well he had an ACL injury this year coming off a neck injury I think um, someone to push standards at training someone to keep young players in line uh, based on 60s training reports he was saying that 
Um, Hodgson was a talkative on the field. And, you know, when, when you've got a young group of players coming through, that's exactly what you need. And I think um, uh, next off-season we'll have a fair few of those SG Ball players at least doing until um, Christmas. Some of them might even be going for a full pre-season there. So just having that older head around, someone who's been there, someone who's done it, is exactly what they need. Now, was there any other news? We don't start the NRLW until July. That's about I think it. that was it. Yeah, there's only really the Origin tonight. And, um, well, we'll do well to get this out before Origin. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, you expecting uh, Mitch Moses to have a big one? Uh, look, I think any uh, Freddie coached team will struggle to put on a big one. This is the guy who um, took a Nick Politis led Sydney Roosters to a wooden spoon. So, um, but hey, what do I know? I'm just a your punter sitting in the stands or sitting at home tonight. But um, yeah, it's it, it's a rough one. It's a really rough one. You look at what just just the brains trust behind each team. Well, well, Freddie and Joey are very they're very they'll two of the best players to ever play the game. But how much of that was natural instinct and natural abilities compared to Queensland where you know they obviously had their natural abilities, but Slater was always talked about as one of the most uh, dedicated players. Uh, Jonathan Thurston, if you're talking about natural ability and talent plus hard work and dedication, he's right up there. Uh, Cameron Smith, you know, what needs to be said about those three. So you look at the the brains trust behind each team. And I, I've just seen some few videos on social media. Um, I, I must be getting old because that DJ horn would annoy the absolute shit out of me. And uh, I'd, I'd be... I'd be getting the brass knuckles out and decking a few of those uh, Penrith boys, I think, if they were playing that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it certainly wasn't um, DJ Tiger Lily that was out, uh, out in show on Saturday night. <laughs> did, did, we all, did we all love DJ Tiger Lily? The, uh, the fireworks, the smoke, it was, it was next level. Bring it, back it, the... Yeah, there was a couple of bangers in the sound, so um, she she uh, she outperformed. Uh, I can't remember the name of the other DJ that we had in the first couple of weeks. But yeah, sorry, K time, you're overtaken by Tiger Lily. She knew how to uh, work the camera as well. Oh yeah, yeah, no, much you're right. She I, did much more than DJ K time does. He just sort of he's more of a. I'll just play the songs. He, he's he's a. Uh, He's a wedding DJ, where DJ Tiger Lily is more of a club DJ. Definitely. <laughs> uh, well, let's get back into our element and get to the flag, uh, which will see the Eels taking on the Sharks 12.30 noon at Points Bet Stadium on Saturday, the 24th of June. Uh, so Ethan Sanders returns there, Matt Arthur re- uh, returns, and Max Tupu in. Uh, but Larry Mugatuti is out. Do you have any news on that? No, nah, I think... Look, this is this is based on what I've seen. Nothing. I haven't heard anything about the jersey flag. Uh, I, I think maybe Larry's struggling a little bit with fitness. Uh, maybe struggling a little bit with um, a bit of a weight problem. That's just based on what I've seen. I've seen him around, and he is a big boy. He's naturally a big boy. Um, I think yeah, he's probably struggling a little bit with that. So um, he's obviously a talented player. Been picked in a lot of uh, junior representative teams. Um, over the years, so hopefully he can um, 
find his want, find his desire again. And just looking at this, they'll be up against it here with uh, Sharks in the top four there at third with nine wins uh, against the Eels, five wins. So um, it's, it, it could well be a tough out. And, and having said that, Sharks have, uh, Sharks have put on. Oh, no, they haven't put on as many points. Um, but their differential is still positive 66, whereas ours is negative 50. Having a look at the, fl- the, the, the latter there, the Roosters there, um, they're up with 11 wins, three losses. A four of three, 431 points, which they've outscored the next best team by 120. Um, Jesus, I haven't even looked at. I, you know, I haven't kept up with Jersey Flag much this year, so maybe somebody should go and uh, start scouting that Rooster squad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, let's get over to the reserve grade, uh, the knock-on effect, New South Wales Cop, which we'll see the Jets, Blue New South Wales Cop. New South Wales Corp. Uh, Jets, sorry, I've been up all, uh, all week watching the uh, the Ashes. That's rubbing off on me. <laughs> uh, Blueback second against the Eels in 11, 3pm at Henson Park there on Saturday, the 24th of June. Uh, Connor Tracy uh, comes back into this team. So uh, I guess if we're betting down Bailey Simons, uh, maybe we should. I still think Connor Tracy and is, is a really good footballer that shouldn't be playing reserve grade. Maybe the Sharks will see some um, see the light and uh, bring him in for Matt Moylan in first grade. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a tough one because I think at best it's it's a sideways move for him to come to us. I, I mean, I'd love him. I think he's he's a tough player. He can cover one through to seven. I reckon he could probably even cover dummy half. He's, he's, he's a tough player. You know, plays the game as a footballer, which is, you know, I hate that term, he's a footballer, but... He, he really is someone who's put on the field and you go, play play your best, and he'll do it. Um, but it's a sideways move, I, I guess, for him, which I don't think he'd be looking at. Maybe he just enjoys where he is at the moment, just in a, in a strong system, playing a couple of games of first grade. You know, who knows? Having said that, we've got some ins here. Uh, Luca Moretti and Matt Dury return from first grade. And uh, Arthur Miller-Steven comes in at fullback. What can you tell us about Arthur Miller-Steven? Um, he's well, he's come back from, a, I believe, it was a shoulder injury. Uh, he's been out for two months, I'm going to say. Played a couple of games of reserve grade uh, early this year. I wasn't, I wasn't overly impressed with him last year. He was uh, SG ball, jersey flag. I thought he was a bit undersized. He mainly played on the wing. And I thought, you know, he's, I wasn't sure if he had something, you know, there was glimpses there of something, and then it just sort of he bubbled away. And then this year he's come back, he's put on a stack of weight, he's played full back, uh, played in jersey flag, and then he made that jump to cup, and it was there was no, there was no teething period. He jumped straight in. Uh, he played against Blacktown in the first round and then Penrith in the second round. Um, and he had this combination with Jake Arthur, which we don't have anymore. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, just like, they just, he's he's a, he's a talent. I'm not sure if he's going to be a fullback in the future. Um, I see him as more of a, maybe a centre winger with the ability to fill in at fullback if need be. Uh, but... You know, we need his hands on the ball. He's one of the young guys coming through. I'd much rather him getting his 25 to 30 touches uh, playing fullback than 10 to 12 playing in the centres. The only other thing uh, of note really in this team is Jacob Davis out. Um, 
is he suffering some sort of injury? Okay. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I, I think he should definitely be getting reps in this reserve grade side. The past couple of weeks, we know Jacob Davis, we know that Jock Brazel, we know that Arthur Miller-Steven, uh, we know that they can play Jersey Fleck because we've seen it while they were the, the head honchos of that team, they were winning. Um, so you move them up into reserve grade and you, you, it's not a sink or swim sort of situation. It's just you put them in there and see if they can be reserve graders at 20, 21 years old. Um, another one I'd like to see eventually go up there. Unfortunately, he did get injured at a pretty unfortunate time for him, but Brock Parker, um, I think there's something to work with him there. He's a, he's a not an overly big prop, but he's a workhorse prop. He's a smart player. Um, maybe give him, I think they might give him another month in Jersey Flag. You know, this is just based on my own ideas. Give him another month in Jersey Flag. See, if he stays sticks through that, I'd, I'd be putting him up in reserve grade, even with um, guys, you know, hopefully dropping back from reserve grade once we have those injuries and um, outs sorted. And then just looking on the Jets team, uh, Shabell Tassapala, a former eagle there, lining up in the second row against us. Yeah. I, I was always... I, I like Shabell. Tough working player. He's, he's carved himself out a spot in that uh, Jets side. He's only... He's only 23, I believe. So, pretty young fella. But if he, again, if he keeps sticking at it, um, he's got some all right numbers looking out throughout the year. He keeps going, you know. Look at Andrew Davy. Look at Manu Mahu. Look at Kenny Edwards. Like these guys, stuck persisted with it, and they come through later in later in their careers. So I hope Sharps uh, keeps sticking to it. And then in first grade, so the Eels will take on the Dolphins in the first match up between the two clubs in uh, either club's history. Uh, Three p.m. Saturday, twenty fourth of June, but that will be up at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Uh, so you won't be able to get out to that one. But let's go through this team list because the Dragon, uh, sorry, the Dragons, the Dolphins coming off a bye after getting that absolute hiding from Manly the week before. That was probably their worst performance of the year. Um, we'll have a host of players coming back in. Um, so they're expecting uh, Hamaso Tabuifido to back up from origin at fullback. Then on the wings, they have Jermaine Asako and Braden McGrady. I don't know if I've heard his name before. Uh, no, it's his debut. Too easy. You uh, and Aiken at centre and Valence Tuare. Uh, he's a big unit for a centre. <laughs> so if you've got Will Penasini or Bailey Simonson up against them, you'd really want them using their footwork and speed at the line. Uh, Cody Nikarima and Isaiah Katoa in the halves. Jesse Bromwich, captain and starting prop with Herman Essie. Uh, and at hooker, Jeremy Marshall-King. Then the second row is Felice Kafusi returning uh, after he played reserve grade last week. And Kenny Bromwich with Raymond, former Eel Raymond Stone at lock. Uh, Josh Kerr is... And Mark Nichols, uh, Connelly Lemuelu. Yeah. And Max Plath on the interchange bench. Then Harrison Graham and Sean O'Sullivan. That's his first return on the extended bench since... Uh, doing, I can't remember what his injury was. It was a while ago, uh, but certainly coming back from injury. Do we reckon he's probably a late inclusion into that starting squad? Um, I think it might come down to whether uh, Tabuai Fido comes back from uh, from state of origin. They might 
Okay, um, Cody, Cody Garima back, yeah. Back to fullback, and then O'Sullivan in the halves with Katoa there. Yep. Uh, Poasa, Farmo Sili, uh, Robert Jennings, and Kurt Donahue all on the extended bench. Then for the Eels, we have a couple of players returning, uh, which will see Clint Gutherson at fullback, uh, Maker Sivo on the wing, Sean Russell on the other wing, Will Penasini and Bailey Simonson in the centres, Dejon Arcee at 5'8", and Mitch Moses expected to back up from Origin. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paulo also expected to back up from Origin. Brendan Hands at hooker. Bryce Cartwright, Andrew Davey in the second row. Jermaine Hopgood at lock. Opeki Ogden, Joe Offerhand goway Ryan Madison and Hesse Makatoa on the bench. With Hayes Dunster, Matt Dury, Luke Amoretti, Wonga Blake and Sean Lane named on the extended bench. Uh, we're not expecting Sean Lane to play. We reckon he'll come back after the bye. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think it was more of a case of we don't really have anyone else to name, so we've got to name <laughs> Laney there. <laughs> uh, but looking at that team, uh, we're hoping that uh, Mitch Moses will back up. Uh, Junior Paulo, given how he's been used in origin, only playing 30 minutes or so, um, although he is named to start tonight, so perhaps Freddie might get his uh, forward rotation right for once in his life well, well, and play him for 50 Freddie, minutes. Freddie could play him for 12 minutes or he could play him for 60 minutes. We, we don't know. We have no idea what is going to happen. Yeah, even if it is in a limited shift, you just still expect Junior Paula to come back. But um, you've got, well, I guess a, a big boy bench there, so he oh. can certainly be spelled. Isn't it, isn't it what a big boy bench? <laughs> Jesus. You know, compare that to the the Dolphins bench there. They've got Kerr and Nichols who are, are front row forwards. Conley Lemuelu uh, is a rower. back converted into a second rower. And Max Plath is a dummy half. So, But again comes the... Um, the, the downside of that is, you know, we've got three middles on there. The uh, Ogden, Offhangawi, and Makatoa. And Madison's, I, I prefer him in the middle, but he can yep. play out on the edge. But we, that, um, you know, that, that utility value. If, if, what if, you know, if a center goes down, you know, we'd be struggling a little bit there. I suppose you'd move either Cardi or Davey out there or. I think um, Cartwright would be the first preferred. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, if, you know, I, you know, you, you don't base your bench on worst case scenario, but having four, essentially four middles on the bench, it, it is a big boy bench, and it, it, you know, I think we're showing our hand the way we're going to play, um, but. I, 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 I don't know. Complete the set. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's look at the form guide. So, as I was saying, uh, toweling up there uh, against the Seagulls before their bye, and then they lost big to the Warriors, but it was pretty close up until the last 20 minutes. And then prior to that, close game against Storm. They got toweled up a bit by the Sharks, and a close game against the Dragons where they Didn't won. they beat the Sharks? Oh, yeah, sorry. They toweled up the Sharks, rather. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who knew Dolphins could kill Sharks? Um, well, also, they were a top-eight team at the time, so, you know, Sharks... Exactly, exactly. Uh, they're averaging 22 points, but conceding 25 a game, where we're averaging 26, conceding 19. They've got a quicker playable speed. Uh, of course they do. And That's... they're sitting at a 50% winning percentage uh, overall. So well done. We're at 49. Oh, there you go. 
But yeah, having said t- that, they've only played 14 games. So they've won 7 of 14. We've won 330 of 672 in the NRL era. <laughs> I thought you were talking about this season. I was like, I'm pretty sure we've won more than yeah. 50. Oh, we're on, aren't we bang? Uh, 8 and 7, aren't we? Uh, yes, that's right. Eight from eight, good. starts. <laughs> We're at fifty-three yeah, percent on the season. A, a little bit, a little bit different uh, sample sizes there. So, <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, I think um, you're exactly right. What you're talking about is uh, you can see how we're going to uh, play, which is straight up the guts. Uh, overpower them through the middle and then uh, rely on our outside backs and uh, our halves to create some magic, um, and also our fullback uh, Clint Gutherson as well. Um, but given how we've been playing, you know, this this is really a game that we should be winning. It's a game we've probably circled to win. And with the injuries that the Dolphins have had, um, not to say that they won't be up for it. That this is a team that's always been in every game. It's a, it's a well-coached team by Wayne Bennett's in their inaugural season. Uh, they've always completed at a high um, rate and always been in it. Uh, they've got a knack of coming back in games when they've uh, had scores put on in the, them in the first half. Um, so uh, at no point can we take the foot off the bra- uh, off the accelerator in this game because we'll be no, exactly, run down. Exactly right. You know, if that, it comes down to their forward pack. Um, he was maligned while he was at Melbourne, but he's an experienced player. Jesse Bromwich, their captain. Uh, Felice Cafusi, uh, I hate him. He's a grub. Um, but he is a origin player. Kenny Bromwich played for New Zealand. Huge fan of Ray Stone. It was, it's going to be a shame to see him lining up against this, but if this game was a Parramatta, I'd be given a little clap while his name was read out. Um, and Mark Nichols, when he played for South Sydney, he always troubled us. So mm. their forward pack definitely keeps them in the games because unlike Manly, they won't turn over. This forward pack will just keep coming. They'll, you know... We could have 62% of the ball and they'll just keep defending. They'll hit us hard. They'll hit it. And then that back line, you know, that's that's where we'll have the jump over them. I think uh, their spine is okay. It's okay. It's probably middle, lower middle table um, in terms of spines. But uh, with Katoa, you don't know what he's going to throw at you. And Tabuai Fido, his, his speed at fullback... Um, very, very dangerous. But I think, yeah, we just need those forwards to, you know, straight uh, straight direct to complete the set. If we follow that mantra where those forwards go and then if, if Mitchell Moses plays, I think he'll be given a lot of space and time. And um, I, th- I believe it'll be Bailey Simonson up against Valens Tafade. So, you know, he needs, he needs to be at his tackle-breaking best there. And if he can get around Valence, then... Sivo needs to be on his toes and um, uh, Arcee and Gutho backing up on the inside because we could explore that option a few times, I reckon. If Moses isn't to back up, we reckon Ryan Madison goes to 5.8. Dejan Arcee in the 7 jersey and then who comes in? You reckon Matt Drury comes in? Depends if he's going to fly up. It's on the Saturday at the same time as um, reserve grade. Yeah, well, look, it's either... You'd have to say it's between Drury and Moretti. And I think we've got enough middle. But then again, if we're planning on junior playing, mm. um, both of them might Dury flow for up. the second row. Yeah, I, I personally, I'd bring on Dury. I just think it opens us up a little bit more um, playing second row. And yeah, you could you could possibly chuck him out in the centres if need be. Um, Hopefully not. <laughs> no, no, exactly right. But then look at the way Luca Moretti's just been the Italian stallion coming off the bench, like. 
Mm. Every time he runs a ball, he's skittling players over and give him another 50 games off the bench. He's going to be... He's, he's going to be a very good player, I reckon. Yeah, he's going to be a great bench prop. He's going to be, yeah, I guess, the next the next iterations of... Um, uh, of Who was the player that went to the Sharks? Not Kalfusi. Yeah, Kalfusi. Oregon, the gun. The gun. A better version of the gun. Yeah, exactly. Better. He's the Italian stallion. <laughs> uh, okay, Predictions. So, Birdie's got Eels 42 to the Dolphins 12. Cartwright, Cardi Party, first-time try scorer, and Hopgood with a try and a try assist. Very specific there, Birdie. Um, predicting a big win. I'm a bit nervous on that one. Um. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I, look, I, I say I don't see it, but I think that's maybe the Parramatta pessimists coming out in me and also the... Uh, uh, I don't want to jinx them. I'm always, I'm, I'm still, I'm still in that mindset. Oh no, if I tip a big win, I'm going to jinx them. <laughs> well, look, forty has gone a little bit closer, but still a big one, thirty-two to fourteen, uh, with Davy first try scorer, uh, and then let's get to his origin predictions, which is. His brain says Queensland 26-12, but his heart says New South Wales 20-14. to <laughs> Josh Adokar, first try scorer. Uh, Ham, what are you thinking? Uh, origin or Parramatta first? Uh, Parramatta first, obviously. Parramatta first, of course. Uh, what was I thinking? I don't know. Um, I, I, th- I think it will be a tough one. I think we can put on... If Moses plays, I think we could put on five to six tries. If he doesn't, I think probably three to four tries. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have faith that Mitchell plays. I'm gonna say Parramatta 31 to the Dolphins. Isako's their goal kicker, isn't he? Yep. He struggles against us. Um, Dolphins 10, Parramatta 31. First try scorer, keeping it tight, keeping it up the middle. Uh, going Reg. Big Reg, the big Mo. He was going to get first try scorer, and he's going to get a double. Double, double, the double, like double, double, double. Oh, maybe not, maybe not the double, double, but the double, 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 double. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we'll put me down for an Eels victory, twenty-six to eighteen, uh, over the Dolphins, and then first try scorer Bailey Simonson. He's in a, in a vein of try scoring form at the moment. He, he's uh, in that mood, isn't he? Five. He's in that mood. Yeah, and um, it, it hasn't completely dried up for Sivo on his outside, who's still a top try scorer in the competition. But um, his past know, three it, tries have been disallowed. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if he got those. Where would he be? Like he'd be about four or five in front, wouldn't he? I reckon he's had about six or seven taking him off this year, <laughs> at least. <laughs> And then there's been some of those, like, forward passes from Gutherson that, you know, even on review, I don't look that forward. So, uh, uh, quite unfortunate. Uh, but, all right, well, let's wrap it up there. So, go the Eels on the weekend. Go the Blues oh, we're tonight. Not do- we're, not doing, we're not doing Blues predictions? Oh, you can do a Blues prediction if you want. Oh, I, well, uh, Mitchell Moses score four tries, set up five. <laughs> and still, it'll be the uh, it'll oh, be Tedesco's game. How good he was! <laughs> it'll be poor Nico Hines. Nico Hines should have been picked. Look how sad he looks being on the Matty John show. He's going to cry. Poor Nico Hines. I like I like Nico Hines. I'm a fan of him. Um, just don't need the pity party. Don't need it. It's it, this is the you know, I think this is the uh, first origin I've been excited for, and probably 
10 years, I think. Maybe, no, probably not that long. Probably 2014 was the last one I cared about. Once once New South Wales won, Origin lost its luster for me. <laughs> well, it does have that thing about it, doesn't it? Like, New South Wales just wants a chance to shit on their own team. Uh, <laughs> so, when, when they're in a vein of losing games, it's uh, everybody pile on. Um but yeah, no, I'll put um, New South Wales down for a win tonight. Uh, it'll be a gritty one, 26 to, let's say, 22. Uh, Mitch Moses uh, to kick us with a uh, penalty goal to get right in front. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, right, whoever, well, sorry, uh, first, first, sorry, first try scorer tonight, whoever's the winger on Mitchell Moses' side because he can actually read an overlap rather They switched than... it. A revolutionary for, from Brad Fitler. I was reading the paper this week. Instead of uh, playing them on the opposite sides to what they play in club, club land, he switched them back. <laughs> no, he switched oh, the club so, combination. So he, so Mitchell Moses has Stephen Crichton and Brian Dotto? Oh. No, no, it's the other way. Oh, it's the other way? No, no, he'll have Jack, Jack on the right. Because Jack plays on the right for the Bulldogs, doesn't he? Yeah. I think, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Toto plays left. Yeah, well, whoever's the right side winger, put him down first try scorer. A little, we haven't seen it this year in the Parramatta Colors, but he's going to pull it out in the sky blue. That little over the top, you know, that one where he sees the winger coming up and the no look over the top. I like that one. He's going to throw that pass, so they better be out on their wing, ready for it. Yeah, definitely. And um, having said that, uh, I think the change came about. It was forced because Xavier Coates was picked. And he didn't like the battle of Toto up against Coates, so he switched Fox there for a little bit more extra height. Uh, okay. So, there you go. Uh, but yeah, anyway, go Mitch, go Jens, go the Eels. Exactly. Cheers, we'll catch you on the next one. See you then. Go Para. <laughs>